welcome back to Jeremy's podcast, Living Free. Uh, this is episode three. Uh, the last episode I did, uh, I left off about when I was 16, and we're going to resume from there. So I tried killing myself when I was 16 years old. I took a bottle of aspirin and wrote a suicide note and everything else and then decided to go down into this creek we had kind of in our backyard, uh, big creek. My dad and my brother found me, and that's really when I started really noticing that I was mentally having depression and anxiety a lot, and, you know, just I don't think work helped at all. I think that going to work every day and just trying to be an adult didn't help on my depression or anxiety. Uh, So after that, I was my parents and the hospital decided that I probably should go to treatment and I only spent two weeks in treatment like I said in my autobiography uh, but that was the normal the insurance companies didn't cover the the, the depression mental health illness like they do now uh, I think it's very important to know that you know most insurances out there at least will get you 30 days 45 days in a treatment center and it's very well worth your money spent I think uh, after that, you know, I started hanging out with the same crowd as I was. I started smoking pot and drinking again. Uh, it wasn't long after that that I decided to start trying math or crank and just, you know, ended up going a little bit harder on things. Uh, we did LSD and things like that, but it was hard to find back in the 90s and at least for me anyway and my the crowd I hung around with and I remember having a friend named Mark and his parents used to let us do whatever we wanted in the basement there it was like a place to go party and that's just where we went and after that it just continued to you know evolve from there it was an easy place to go because there was no consequences if you were to get caught or whatever so it was you know same thing and uh, you know that's I think when I really fell in love with you know getting fucked up I I really like to go as hard as I could and just continue to just do everything I could to mask them anxiety feelings and that depression feelings uh, you know 17 18 years old doing the same thing uh, just you know still living at home at that time but it didn't take long for my parents to you know, give me the ultimatum again of, you know, either abide by the rules or get out. So I decided that at that time I was this big adult that could go out and live on the street. And that was, you know, I remember staying underneath vehicles when the weather was bad just to keep the weather off of me and, you know, things like that. And I would, you know, stay, stay, stay at friends' houses when I could. Uh, just you know just continuing to do the wrong things but I mean I did keep a steady employment through this whole time I mean I needed money to survive and obviously to buy drugs I you know couldn't you know do that I remember stealing a few times from you know Fred Myers or you know just the local shop goes or whatever at the time just to try to go turn it back in for money and then I don't you know I didn't do much dating then I, you know, of course, we would parties, girls, things like that, but 
Uh, one of my good friends, Dave, he uh, ended up getting a girl pregnant and kind of had to start his life as an adult super early after that. And it, so there was one of my friends that was gone. And, you know, to this day, I mean, he's, you know, still a pretty good guy. And, you know, he's got a family. He's very successful, owns his own business. And, you know, but he's probably one of them people that could handle his, you know, drinking or drug addiction. He knew when to stop and, you know, when to do it. He didn't have that addictive personality like me. I, you know, I think in a way, too, I was trying to be kind of like the class clown, you know. I figured the more harder I got messed up, the more funny it would be that the more people would like me. And I don't think that was the right thing I should have done. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, and life is a life of learning scenario I mean you know I remember at 18 years old I had met this girl finally uh, you know and I ended up you know stealing a check from her and forging it you know putting my you know myself for 30 days in jail for that and then probation and things like that I would just start stop skipping probation because I was too messed up and knew that I was going to have a hot drug test or whatever so I was too scared to go in and try to work something out to where maybe they could send me to get help and things like that I you know 19 you know 20 years old same thing in and out of jail probation holds violations and just just doing real stupid things that you know I look back now I mean obviously everybody wishes they could turn the clock back I mean that's just everyday life but I mean, there was just some telltale signs. I just don't think that my parents got or uh, that I was able to obtain or any other loved ones around me. I mean, I I just did what I thought was the best thing, and that was self-medicate with the wrong substances. And so going to 20, you know, finally getting my own place and, you know, well, probably more like 19, you know, and being a buddy of mine Jerry rented the place and that was it was fun you know it was a good experience I think for me but then all in all it just gave me a place to do drugs because there was no consequences and it was my house I could do what I wanted in there and you know eventually lost that and then moved in with another buddy of mine Jesse and their parents had bought another house and kept their old house and rent let us rent it out and that was like the ultimate party house I mean every day all night wake up in the morning go to work it was it was crazy I mean and then that's when I <coughs> lived there's when about you know 21 I guess it was that I decided that I wanted to move to California and so me and a buddy Kobe decided to move out to a small town called Clear Lake Oaks California uh, his brother lived out there offered us rooms to rent and I thought maybe that would be a time for me to start over in life and just kind of get away from all them other old friends, or at least that I thought were friends that a lot of them were not. But I mean, if there was a couple in there, I think that I, you know, wish maybe I would have kept more in touch with over these years and just uh, did this and everything else. Anyway, I think that. Uh, you know, it's life learned and, you know, went out there and got a job working in a place and, but, you know, and went to a place called Benicia and worked in a machine factory 
fabrication shop and I just, you know, didn't really know, you know, what I was doing, but I ended up landing a job making pretty decent money and, you know, it got to be a two hour commute there and two hour commute back was too much on me and everything else. And so I started looking for an outlet to, you know, maybe, or a place to go where I could hang out and start connecting again with people. So I started going to this local bar, uh, the classic saloon and I started going there so much that I'd call in mornings and skip work so I could go to the bar and things like that and you know I at that time I was justifying that hey at least I'm not doing bad drugs or you know or I'm doing something legal you know I can't get in trouble for this unless I get caught driving under the influence or public intox or whatever but I mean it was such a small town Nobody really got arrested for public intox that I knew of anyway. And, you know, things just progressed from there. And uh, everything, you know, 22, you know, 23, I believe I was, is uh, at that classic saloon, I met my first wife. And that enabled me to go to the bar and drink more. She sold marijuana, so that was easy to start getting back on marijuana and smoking that again. And I never did use hard drugs after that first experience I did I just I didn't like them I just didn't get into it uh, alcohol was my DOC and I really think that that's what I found the most thing that could really uh, helps me you know or I thought you know masked all my feelings and I could drink and then I could get you know relaxed enough to have fun talk to girls talk to you know and things like that. I mean, me and my wife were married for seven years. You know, we had some good times. I mean, we would, she was, you know, uh, we had no kids. We, ha you know, had no assets or anything like that. And continued to live in California until I was, you know, I think it was probably 27, 28. We moved back to Utah and uh, a gentleman had contacted my sister-in-law and asked her about helping uh, opening a restaurant in Oakley, Utah. That's up by Camas, up by Park City. Uh, he bought a, an old diner from back east and brought it out and redid it and wanted a family to run it and kind of this thing. And I, at the time, that's what I did in California after I left the fabrication shop as I was a cook I mean chef I mean that's what I did I actually got really into that and read every book I could possibly get on it but at the same time I was still drinking every day I you know and when I me and my wife moved here I mean of course we had to go to the local weed shop that you know medical marijuana and get us a whole bunch to come out here and so we would have some because we didn't know anywhere else to find it out here and uh, working, you know, 14, 16 hour days at that new restaurant, trying to get it going and up and running. And, you know, that's my day consisted of that and then going home and drinking all day until I would pass out, then wake up and do it all again the day, the next day. I mean, we worked seven days a week for the first little while. And then of course we ended up alternating days off with my sister-in-law and my brother and, uh, you know, I mean, we did a lot of good business there. I mean, we were doing, you know, $400,000 a month there in business. I mean, it was a nostalgic place. People would come from all over, wait two hours to get a table in there uh, to 
just to see the inside. I mean, I, the food was really good. I mean, I was the chef. My sister-in-law ran the front of the house, and, you know, the uh, person that owned it, they had his own business installing, I don't know, uh, sound system stuff in people's house. So he, in the basement there, uh, how he built this is he ran his business out of that basement. It was his office, and, you know, and then eventually we, you know, parted ways with that gentleman things just didn't work out and we stayed in camas and uh we actually opened our own cafe called yoke on main up in camas and uh, stayed there for about five years it was very popular and i would be safe to say that we took all the business that we had acquired at that rhode island diner i mean just i you know i don't give myself enough credit i think that's what a lot of things is bad for me is I just don't, you know, I, I, I don't give myself enough credit for the things I've done or I do. Uh, I'm really hard on myself. I tend to live in the past a lot and that's not good. I'm learning tools, how to not do that, to recognize the thoughts and then just, you know, move on. Your thoughts will change so fast that it's easy to, you know, get new thoughts in your head and positive and, and that's, uh, you know, down at Camas when we worked at that restaurant, the Yolk on Main, and we were doing the same thing, seven days a week, all day, all night, and then go home and drink. And, you know, eventually it just got to be too much for my wife, and we decided to part ways. She went back to California, where she was from, and I stayed out here and continued to help run the business out here and uh, things like that. And like I said in my autobiography, anybody that knows business when family it doesn't never works out well I mean very rare I think that it you know and I don't blame them I I was doing a lot of dumb things I was drinking a lot I wasn't putting in as much time and effort as I should have to continue it so I sold my part out and then decided to you know maybe contact my ex-wife at the time and uh, since we were just separated at that time and decided to move back to California to try to work things out all right, this is going to do it for this episode. I love you guys, and remember, you're worth it.